Hey, you know what's kind of bullshit? College. Let's talk about it. Welcome back, Eric Hattie, Everyday Hustle. Hey, so picture this. Guy comes up to you and says, I have an investment and you're not going to be able to refuse it. And all it's going to take today is seventy dollars to $100,000, somewhere in there. You know, and you're going to give me this money and over the next 15 to 20 years, you'll break even and you will probably earn... 10, maybe 15% more than your peers for the remainder of your life. Kind of a shit deal, right? So I have to give you a fuck ton of money right now and maybe, just maybe, I'll get my money back. No dice. So nobody, nobody would invest in that. I, I wouldn't. And that is why college is kind of bullshit. So how did how did we get to this point where college used to be the gold standard and it was the 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 guarantee of success and it was the gold like it, it was the the golden path and now it's just kind of uh, everyone's going to do it. So when you look back to the fifties, the sixties, the seventies, and even a little bit into the eighties, college was not the majority. College was actually maybe half, if not less, maybe it, it was quite possibly the minority of participants. And, and there's a multitude of different reasons why. So if you look back in the 50s, 60s, 70s, and even a little bit of the 80s, we were far more a industrial manual labor type of country. And then in the 80s, we became a technical powerhouse. And that's when computers took off and the internet took off. And in the 90s, you had the, the dot-com bubble uh, and, and, you know, the rest is, is history. But uh, as back then, you know, it was, I'm going to be an engineer, I'm going to be a doctor, I'm going to be a lawyer. You didn't have a lot of these um, less highly skilled degrees. Uh, you know, I'm going to be a teacher. I'm going to, I'm going to be a philosopher. I'm going to be whatever. Um where now you can get a degree in, in basically anything. Uh, so, you know, you back then, 50s, 60s, 70s, you, uh, you, you basically had to work to afford your tuition on the spot. And, and my dad is a great example of that. He went to the University of Michigan in the 70s. Uh, he double majored in computer engineering and electrical engineering. And he paid for it all working at an auto detail shop every summer, not even year round, just a part-time summer job working for a guy down the street named Bill Sauer cleaning cars. And he was able to pay for two degrees from the University of Michigan with no debt. Fast forward to today. (laughs) If, If you told any kid out there, hey, I want you to go to Michigan. I want you to get two degrees in four years and I only want you to work part-time in the summer and you have to pay for it in full. There's no way. They, fuck, they could barely afford books and and room and board, much less the tuition. So when you, how, how did the cost get so crazy? How did this all become bullshit? So in, in the 60s, 70s, 
the government started offering government-backed loans for, for people to pay for college. Uh, and it did two things. One, people who were going to go to car- college regardless, but were going to have to work while in college, all of a sudden didn't have to. They could put all of their focus into college and they, they, they would just pay the loan. And then two, people who probably were never going to go to college, whether it was because of their intelligence or just because of the, the upbringing, the, the economic you know, uh, uh, culture that they came from, they, they just probably didn't have a shot back then of going to college. They now could because of these government-backed loans, which was a blessing and a curse. There are a lot of people who came from, from you know, underprivileged communities that absolutely needed that shot to make the life that they have today. And you hear that story over and over and over. The boomers won't shut up about it, right? Um, and even, even in my generation, you hear lots of, you know, I came up uh, in, in, in the projects. I came up in a trailer park and, you know, because of this, this FAFSA, uh, you know, uh, money and because of this government backed loan, I was able to go to school and now I'm actually, you know, uh, middle class or upper middle class. Uh, and, and so it's blessing and a curse. But what happened was all of a sudden the, the, the attendance just skyrocketed. And the, the schools started charging more money for two reasons. One, they, they needed to expand. They needed more teachers. They needed more buildings. They needed more dormitories. That's to be expected. Uh, but also, they raised their prices out of greed because they realized the government was, was, was backing the money. They, it didn't matter what they charged. The government was going to back it. Uh, so, you know, over... From 1980 to today, the cost of college on average, and this is taking the, the, the very, very small state schools all the way up to Harvard, Yale, Princeton, the cost has gone up almost 300%. And for those of you that are sitting there going, well, yeah, that's inflation, Eric. Inflation only has gone up about 130% in that time. So money, money's gone up 130 and then college doubled on top of that. And it's just a losing battle to be able to pay for college without taking these loans. Here's the last thing that makes college kind of bullshit is we're asking a bunch of 17 and 18 year old kids to decide what they want to be when they grow up before they're done growing up. You have to basically pick your path and stick with it, not because it's what you want to do, but because you're so financially invested by the time you realize that this is not your future, that you got to do it anyway, because you don't want to keep piling on the debt to go get it right. So this is the world that we're, we're in. Now, before we get too carried away, I don't want you to think, oh man, Eric just thinks education is, is bullshit. I don't. And we'll get to that in just a minute. But first, let me tell you about me. So I went to college, but I never finished college. And maybe that's where I've got a chip on my shoulder. And maybe that's where I'm a little biased when this subject comes around. But I was in college from 2004 to 2007. Uh, So as I'm coming towards the end of my college career, I'm seeing all of my older friends struggle to find jobs. Not because they weren't educated, they were. They were educated and they had the piece of paper and they were ready to go. But because companies were saying, I don't give a shit about your education, I need somebody with experience. You need to have three to five years of experience in this field to come out and, and, and work for me. Uh, so that's happening and I'm watching it and I'm observing it and I'm thinking about it and at the same time, I changed my major for the third time. 
because we asked 17 and 18 year old kids, what do you want to do when you grow up? And you better fucking stick with it. And I'm not that guy. I don't want to, I went to school to be a music major. I, I was a jazz guitar player. I was a very good jazz guitar player who, who got where I was on natural talent and two problems. One natural talent only carries you so far. And two, I picked a genre that nobody fucking listens to anywhere. So my, my opportunities were zero right out of the gate, unless I wanted to be a band director and I didn't no offense to band directors. I love them. It's just not the financial future I wanted. And I knew that at 17, 18 years old, I wanted to make a lot of money. So, uh, so I'll, I'll tell you, I was a jazz guitar performance major with a minor in business, which about a year and a half in, if you remember from previous episodes, when I, when I was talking with Kyle, uh, I dropped out of the music program and switched a hundred percent to business. And then a year or so later, I was sitting in my advisor's office. So I was at this point, I'm three and a half years into my college career. I'm sitting in my advisor's office and I say, no math, no science. How the fuck do I get out of here? And my advisor says, speech communications. And I was like, great, sign me up. How long till I graduate? They said, three and a half years. And I was like, I've been here three and a half years already. If I'm here seven years, I better be leaving with a fucking doctorate. So that's happening. My educated friends aren't getting jobs because they don't have experience. And so I put together a hypothesis that if I were to leave today, just drop out of college and go find a big company and start at the very bottom of the totem pole and just work my ass off, I could work my way through the corporate ladder and make money faster than my friends with a college education. And so that's what I did. I had been slinging cell phones part-time at, uh, for a, a local retailer. So I, I go find one of the largest Verizon retailers out there. I get a job as a entry-level floor sales guy. And I, I did a couple of things. One, I studied to see what metrics that company cared about what was making their gears turn and what were they paying the most attention to, which turned into now that I know the metrics, how can I go maximize those with my customer? And then the third piece, now that I'm doing it and I'm making lots of money and I'm getting lots of praise, how do I teach everyone else in my store how to do this to make the entire store better? And so less than a year later, I've gone from sales rep to assistant manager to store manager of a very small store that had been underperforming and was now a you know, a top five in, in their region to store manager of a bigger store, store manager of a bigger store, store manager of a bigger store. And what made me different than any other hotshot that's ever come across sales is I was teaching everyone in the store because I wanted that store. The minute I was plucked out to the next bigger, better opportunity, that store was not going to take any dip in production. In fact, they were only going to continue to get better because of the things that I had taught them and instilled in them. And so now at 24, I'm making six figures. I, I'm, I'm a, a, a district manager running 100 employees across the entire state of Illinois. And I still have friends who were older than me who are working part-time gigs and $40,000, $50,000 a year cubicle jobs because that's all that they could get with their degree. They're still trying to get the experience that the, 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 the big boy jobs are looking for. So it, the, I, the, the, the other point that I would make there is 
if you look at my history, I've never been hired because I applied for a job or my resume was on a stack. That's never happened. Whether it was uh, my my very first you know job with the big Verizon retailer, uh, transitioning into satellite, transitioning into to the home security market. It's always been people I've met and networked with along the way that remember me. And as soon as they see an opportunity, they pluck me out and drop me into their organization because they wanted me. Um, you know, so I, I, I see people still today that will go on LinkedIn or Monster or Indeed and they just, they spend all day submitting applications and all day calling businesses when in reality, what they should be doing is picking up the phone and calling every single person they know that they've ever worked with, that they've ever sold, that they've ever, you know, had any interaction with at all and pick their brain. What can I do to either A, come work for you or B, you know, uh, get a referral to somebody you know who's looking for somebody? Uh, I mean, the, the, the opportunities are endless. And that's, that's honestly, that's a conversation for a whole other day. Now, when, when you talk about my, my specific story, there is a cautionary tale, and that is there is potentially a glass ceiling. If, if you know that you're just chasing a dollar amount and once you hit that dollar amount, you're good, there's probably no issue because you can make a lot of money without a college degree. However, if you are never satisfied and you want to continue to climb and build and make more and more and more money and increase your income every single year, you are going to come to a point where there's a glass ceiling because of education. And this is really specifically talking about the business world, sales, marketing, business in general. You, you're going to hit a point, I'm going to hit a point where I have to have three letters after my name, MBA. You know, and, and we talk about uh, Kyle, uh, my, my, my friend from a previous episode, you know, he just finished up his MBA at the, the Carlson School of Business at University of Minnesota. He would get hired before me for a job, even within my own organization, uh, at a, a VP or a, a senior VP or a C-level because of his three letters versus my experience. And as, as crazy and asinine as that is, I understand that's the world I live in. And I'm willing to go back and invest that money because here's the difference is an MBA, even if it's 60 or 70 grand a year for two years, you could make that money back in less than a decade just because of the lift it's going to give you into that, that senior executive level role. Um, and, and I'm willing to make that investment. Uh, I would be much happier if a company wanted to make that investment for me to keep me and grow me within their own organization. Uh, but those, those stories are getting fewer and far between nowadays, uh, you know, versus what you used to hear about in the seventies, eighties and nineties. So what can you do? What, you know, we, we've talked about why college is kind of bullshit. We've talked about my own personal experience with it. What can you do? What's the message here? And, and, and I promise you the message is not don't go to college. Because there are plenty of, of reasons to go to college. Uh, the networking is, is phenomenal. Uh, but there's two options and two options only. You can go to college or you don't go to college. So let's say you don't go to college. What do you do? I've, I, I have bullet points here that I've, I've jotted up. One, work hard. 
Two, network like a motherfucker. Three, educate yourself. So we, in my own personal story, we already kind of talked about how you work hard. You know, you, you analyze a company, what, what are they looking for? And you exploit every single thing that makes them happy so that you can catapult yourself to the top networking like a motherfucker. Every single job I've had, whether it's people within my own organization or vendors or whomever, I'm always chatting them all up and making sure that I leave an amazing impression with them because someday they're going to be looking for a guy and they might call me. But what I really want to focus on the most here is educating yourself because you don't have to go to college to get educated. We live in a world unlike any other that any of us ever lived in you know, it, it, even back in, in 2004, when I was going into college, the resources that we have today are light years ahead of what we had 20 years ago. It's, it's insane. Uh, between Wikipedia and YouTube and, you know, uh, LinkedIn and all these different things, you can educate the shit out of yourself. Um, I didn't know how to do a podcast. I didn't go to school for podcasting. I just did a whole lot of, of internet reading and researching and observing other people's podcasts and I threw it together and it's taken me some time to get it figured out and it's still not perfect, but you can teach yourself literally anything, anything. Um, though the, the reason I want to focus on this the most is you have the, the cautionary tale, red flag, warning, you can educate yourself the wrong way. Um, and I, I, I always use the example, I can take a room of a hundred people and give them all an iPad and say, for the next eight hours, I want you to use this iPad and research vaccines. And I want to hear from all of you what you found and what your new belief or, you know, understanding is of vaccines at the end of that eight hours. So I hand them all an iPad and I go out of the room and I come back eight hours later guess what? Half the room now thinks that vaccines are a government hoax, that they turn frogs gay, that they give people autism, that uh, it has mercury put in it on purpose, whatever. The other half will talk about the, the history and how far they've come and why, why we have so many more vaccines today than we did back then and how people are healthier and living longer lives and blah, 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 blah. Half the room did it the right way, half the room did it the wrong way. Uh, and, and I'll tell you, if you just go into uh, YouTube and you type in vaccines and you just start watching the first page of results, you're going to learn the wrong way. You have to use a little bit of, of uh, skepticism and intelligence in finding your sources for education. So is it a, is it a national news source? Did it come from, you know, a, a predominant person that you follow or, you know, uh, um, admire on, on LinkedIn? Uh, just be smart. <laughs> Make sure that what you're watching isn't some conspiracy bullshit and that it's, it's factual and you can literally teach yourself anything. You can learn anything. You can do anything. And that's the most hippy dippy shit you're going to hear me say all day. Um, so you work hard, you network like a motherfucker and educate yourself. And I can't guarantee it, but I, I'll tell you, you've got a better chance than not that even without a college degree, you can quickly catapult yourself at any age from entry level to high level, uh, 
with just a lot of elbow grease. You're going to have to work harder than somebody that got the college degree. You're going to have to be, be scrappier than somebody that got the college degree. But you have a four-year head start on them because they were busy getting their college degree. On the, on the, uh, the, the second option, you go to college. How can you make college not kind of bullshit and work for you? Uh, the, best, the best thing you can do right out of the gate is mitigate cost. How do you do that? Uh, where I fucked up is I wanted to be party boy Hattie. I had grown up in rural Minnesota and I was ready to go do bigger, better things and you know live the life that, that you know I, I couldn't live in my little small town of Wasika. So when I was eight, uh, 18 years old, I was ready to get the fuck out. So I, I moved 10 hours away to Southern Illinois and immediately I found beer, beer found Eric. We had a great relationship. And while I got phenomenal grades my freshman year, I made up for lost time having never drank before, having never smoked a cigarette before, having never, you know, a million things. I had the time of my life at a very expensive price. If you look at, so my wife, for example, her first two years, of college, she stayed at home. She went to a local community college. She paid pennies on the dollar for all of the gen ed courses that I was paying ridiculous credit hour costs for at my my state school on an out-of-state tuition. So right there, you've already slashed the cost. In fact, I believe she said that she was able to pay for virtually her entire community college while waiting tables at Chili's. So now she's just got the back half to worry about on a few small loans, uh, she was able to go to North Texas and, and finish out her degree at a very, you know, well-respected and large state school. If you're going to go to college, you're going to spend the money. Yes, go go have fun. Make lots of friends. <laughs> do all the things you don't want your parents to know about. I highly encourage it. However, you should also spend every minute you're there networking, whether it's the people you're partying with, the people you're studying with, the people who are teaching you, uh, there, there are so many different opportunities to make relationships that you can, you know, make work for you long-term. Everyone should know your name. You should have a thousand plus connections on LinkedIn by the time you leave your college because you've just networked like crazy. And that's what's going to, yeah, so like, uh, fraternities and sororities is, is a great example. Uh, I, I used to make fun of Greek life relentlessly, other than the fact that my sweet mate was, was uh, Phi Kappa Psi and he had the hookup on all the good parties. I thought it was the dumbest shit ever until I started watching all these fraternity guys walk right into real jobs purely because their big brother's big brother's big brother was the VP or senior VP or whatever of that organization. And it's glorified networking is all it is. Uh, favoritism and networking. It's, I, I still think it's silly, but goddamn, if it's not effective in building you a career right out of the gate. Uh, if you don't want to be in Greek life, uh, which I didn't, um, the other option you could do is an internship. Uh, you know, <laughs> I listen to a lot of Gary Vaynerchuk and Gary, Gary Vaynerchuk is, is big about sell everything, reduce all of your costs to virtually zero and go to some company that you really, really, really want to work for and tell them that you're going to work for free, that you just want an internship. You want to prove yourself and hire you for free. Uh, it's, it's crazy, but that's literally the definition of an internship. And 
that if if you're willing to make that kind of sacrifice, people are going to watch. People are going to pay attention. It's not just about being the, the the coffee bitch for somebody. It's it's about putting your foot in the door, building a name for yourself and and possibly building a foundation for a long-term future uh, in that short period of time that you spend in that organization. It's, uh, I don't know, I didn't do it, but I've, I've heard good things. I've read good things about it. So it, again, I, I, I want to make it clear. Eric Hattie is not saying college is total bullshit. Eric Hattie is just saying college is kind of bullshit. And hopefully there's a few reasons that, that, that make sense here. And, and I'm telling you, go or don't go. There's different ways to make it work for you. So with all that being said, uh, I'm Eric Hattie. This is Everyday Hustle. Uh, and I promise the next one won't suck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.